Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the OP podcast. With us today, we have Billy Manzel, the mustard man. He's highly argumentative, makes lots of good points. We'll have a fun time today. In the bottom corner, we have Josh Hall. He's smooth. He's suave. He looks like a lawyer. We'll have a good time with that today. And myself, uh, the reigning Beer Olympics champion, by the way. My name is Joe, and uh, not much to say about me, but we'll get to know each other really well today. So, guys, how are you doing today? Doing all right. I want to talk about that uh, reigning beer Olympics champion. You won one time and all of a sudden reigning. Okay. Let's now let's get past it. Uh, doing great. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, looking forward to arguing with you guys pretty much all day. I'm doing good as well. I think that if we uh, maybe didn't wait the first event as much, we could not have that reigning champion, but you know, yeah. hit, tomato, hit tomato, can, Billy hit the can. If we hit the can, then maybe I could Good be things happen when you hit the can. All right. Well, people 100%. aren't here to listen to our uh, fantasy football draft. They want to hear about their own or plan for their own. So uh, without further ado, Billy, let's get to the first talking point here. All right. We got five topics. We are going to go ahead and hit them one at a time. Number one, according to Matt Miller, NFL draft on the draft scout on Twitter has heard from multiple sources that the Arizona Cardinals might be trading up for a wide receiver. Do you believe this is real news or a smokescreen? Guess, uh, first of all, who do you think it would be? Jalen Waddle, from me personally. Do you think I, they? I, do you think, think they have him at sixteen? You think Waddle still they, be there? I think if they traded up with Detroit, which I think would be the the target there, that they could potentially get Waddle at the Detroit Lions position. I just I you think gonna... Chase will be off the board by then. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Miami. Uh... If he's not... yeah, yeah, I agree. If he's not going by six, I mean, somebody's going to trade it up. I'll like you know, give a decent haul to get up there to get him. I know Cincinnati needs you know offensive line, but I still have this feeling: Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, just it just fits. I, I still see it happening. I don't know. That's just me. I like uh, it. 
I, I, I would say that it, it'd be, I don't, I don't really know what about a smoke screen. I think it would just be incomplete news in my opinion. I don't know Matt Miller all that well, but uh, I actually don't know him at all, but um, well, he didn't, he doesn't have any sources in the Arizona Cardinals that say he's just heard from other sources around the league that Arizona has been reaching out to teams, trying to gain or gauge their interest in trading up. I don't know why they would just smoke screen because they're not in the, you know, top 10, but I mean, if they wanted to, they could, I I don't know. I feel like there's more positions that should be addressed at that point. And wide receiver is one of their strong suits. Their offense is honestly one of their strong suits, maybe defense or offensive line protect Kyler. He's a little guy. That'd be my opinion. You really think at 16, they wouldn't be able to land a a pretty good wide receiver right there. They they could get Bateman. Yeah. Bateman 16 if they wanted him. Yeah. It's a little early for him, but I just, I feel like, at that point, why not go defense, cornerback, O line? Which is, I, I just, which is I probably like, what they'll do. Yeah, after losing Patrick Peterson, <clears throat> that's really the only holes they have in that that offense, though. And defense. Uh, not that they need it, but if Parsons slipped that far, that would be really intriguing. They have yeah. enough linebackers, though. But one. still, how do you? How would you pass them up? Defense know, is a very it. interesting position in this in this draft because. Apparently the top 10, there might only be one defensive player taken. So I think you're going to get some real value from 11 to 20. I agree. But look at, I mean, they signed AJ Green and uh, they got Hopkins there. And then Christian Kirk, I mean, a solid addition at wide receiver would be, in my opinion, pretty awesome for him. But I would would say it's wide receiver or cornerback. You got to do it. It would definitely be planning for the future, which would be good because AJ Green, who knows how much is left. And I mean, Kirk hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. And I mean, obviously everyone loves Larry Fitzgerald, but I mean, now that he's gone, there's some shoes to fill. But at the same time with Hopkins, I mean, do you really need a perfect number two at that point? And I think AJ Green and Kirk could fill that role. Those two and, and they, they clearly don't believe in Andy and Isabella anymore. I think we can all. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree there. I don't know. There's just so many wide that, receivers in this class. Do you think that Hopkins and Kyler actually have a solid connection there? Aside from the Michael Jordan glove catch. Coming from Mary. the guy who just traded Hopkins in a face hey. football league <laughs> that we're all in. Um, yeah, I'm I, not sold on it. I do. I, I think they're, I think they're growing. I mean, it's, it's only been a, a what you one year. I mean, it, give them time. I think that that Kyler Murray, he's still learning the system and, the NFL in general. So I think give him some time and Hopkins is a great receiver. You pretty much throw it up and he catches it. So I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, let's move on to Josh's favorite team. The Eagles Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni said that he wouldn't name Jalen hurts a starter today. Real news. Smoke screen. Can I start this one? Just, I figured that was okay. Um, Yeah. uh, As our, uh, old president would say fake news. Cause I'm sorry, unless they're about to draft some quarterback, which they pretty much guaranteed by trading out of the top 10, they're not going to do. There's no way that I don't get me wrong. I think Flacco's a great quarterback. And I think we brought him in for a veteran presence, especially with Jalen hurts being a second year guy. Now I, there's absolutely no way that Flacco will start. I can't say that with certainty, but in my opinion, that's just him being a new head coach, him trying to show faith to Flacco and just really try to be an overall good head coach and say, hey, we're going to have a quarterback competition. I see it. You see it all the time with coaches. I agree with that. You know, the Flacco experiment has gone on for long enough. Let's see what hurts it has, man. I mean, 
I know you can't say it, but I don't see how they go Flacco. I agree. I watched Hertz in college. I, not going to lie, did not think he was going to be a starter in the NFL, but here we are. They drafted him in the second round, and they've got to at least kick the tires on him before maybe next year drafting one of the quarterbacks that will be at the top of that draft. Oh, what are you trying to say? The Eagles are going to be at the top of the draft again? <laughs> they have a lot of holes. Is you know, I'll say that. Yeah, well, so did Shia LaBeouf, but he figured it out. <laughs> that's that's a strong point. Okay, you know what? Moving on, we'll go to number three, Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, as we've said, played rock paper scissors with draft prospects in the draft to gauge competitiveness. What game would you choose to gauge competitiveness? Joe, start us off. Yeah, I would like to start this off. Um, I live the game. I teach the game. I would take them golfing and figure out what they are like on a golf course. No better judge of character. I know the time would take a lot longer, but man, you'd get to know someone really well. That's a very valid point. Golf is a very, um, it's a sport that takes some patience. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I'm going to go with something that they could actually do, you know, in the, in the realm of the, the draft. Although don't get me wrong, I think golf's a great answer. I would say, uh, I, and I, I feel like this is probably out there too, but play a game at Uno. And pe- real people, real, real colors show whenever you play the game at Uno and everyone knows how to play or, you know, at least some variation of how to play. But man, does that game really teach you, teach you who is who and who wants to win and who's, because when you, when you have one card left and the color is not the right color and you get a little angry. I'm, reverse, I, I'm reverse. <laughs> or that happens well, I- over and over again. I'm going to go with a very Gen Z answer. I'm going to throw them into a Call of Duty Warf Zone lobby. See how they handle that. Because if you can handle the amount of you know nonsense that happens in those games, I'm sure all of those kids are playing their Xbox or PS4 you know, during the draft process. So throw them into a game of that. See how they react to you know, dying from very unnecessary situations in that game and see how they react. I think that would gauge competitiveness quite well. So hypothetically, Devonta Smith gets in a Call of Duty lobby and starts yelling at a 12-year-old kid. Do you not draft him? No, I would. I would yeah, I would, I would, you know, I would say, did he deserve it? You know, did it go, <laughs> no, did it still- not go? You still draft him. If you're not drafting him, it's not because he yelled at a 12-year-old. It's because of his size and weight. You're not worried about... That would, in theory, say he is more competitive that he's willing to scream at a child. Sometimes I've I've been in these Call of Duty games, and sometimes these children need to be screamed at. I'm sorry. Not in any angry (laughs) manner, but just to tell them to turn their mic off or stop screeching or something. You know what I mean? We're not advocating for bullying. I'm just saying if you get mad... You don't know who you're yelling at, honestly. They don't know they're yell- who they're yelling at online, but it would be good to know how passionate they get about the game. A third option to bring our Beer Olympics, or fourth option, I'm sorry, would be uh, Frisbeer. I feel like you really figure out who wants to win in a game of Frisbeer uh, very quickly. It is a fantastic game, and, uh, I mean, really all it takes is a, a Frisbee and two PVC pipes, so... I agree with that too. Honestly, all these, all of these have been great points. I honestly, I feel, I feel ashamed to say Uno at this point because you guys. Have <laughs> I think we can say rock paper scissors might not have been the one I would have picked, but rock it's paper quick scissors and easy. There are skills in that. Don't get me wrong; you can win a game of rock paper scissors, but it's mostly luck. I mean, 
And if you, who gets mad about losing rock, paper, scissors, unless the well, task plus, at hand is worse than the actual game. If somebody says we're going to play rock, paper, scissors, I think the first question is like, are you kidding? So, I mean, I, I'm sure it was like a, a funny thing, if anything. Oh, I'm sure or we're maybe... absolutely overanalyzing this, but <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here sure. for. Exactly. All right, let's move on to number four. Justin Fields revealed that he has epilepsy during the pre-draft process to every team. Should teams be concerned or not? I should note that he is dealing with it. It has never affected him in a game. It has never showed itself to be an actual problem on the football field. Should teams be concerned with this, or is it just nothing? When they're playing Dallas with the Jumbotron up there, that might be a little bit uh, a little bit bad for him. Hopefully he's not um, looking but, at the Jumbotron while he's playing, but yeah, true. hopefully not. His, uh, his doctor said he was going to grow out of it, though. Um, that's what he's expected to. Do you trust that? Um, I don't, I, I have no idea. I will, I will not lie. I did not see this headline until you had sent it to me. So my logic would be, I mean, the only thing that would really be a problem would be flashes of camera, but they don't really use flashes. So in reality, I mean, what, what's really going to be a, a lot, a lot of light flashing to him. I mean, they're, it's not like a paparazzi or anything out there. They have really fancy cameras, and that camera equipment doesn't, they don't use flashes. Most of the time it's day games. So maybe a night game might be a problem with under the lights or, I mean, if you know how you've all, we've all been to a stadium with a light flickering. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about epilepsy and I, I have a buddy who has it, but it's never really bothered him until we went to a haunted house. So, I mean, it's one of those things that we'll see, I guess, but I, I don't know. That's not the worst thing that could have came out of it. So the yeah, symptoms I, are uncontrollable movements, lack of control, days and confused. That wouldn't be good on a on a football field. But go ahead, Billy. I'm sorry. He's played at Ohio State. He's played at Georgia. Those were the two colleges he played at. I'm sure there were plenty of under-the-lights games and plenty of camera flashes. And if he hasn't had any problems with it this far, in my opinion, I think it might just be nothing. But it is something interesting that was brought up today when the headline came out. I mean, obviously, as a quarterback, it's a, it's dangerous. But what's the worst that could happen? I mean, I mean, no, let's not say the worst that could happen. Let's say the probable probability of what would happen. He would realize something's happening and get hit, basically, and maybe lose a possession. I just, I don't know. I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too in, too far into it. A lot of people have medical problems, little little things, and stuff like this. A lot of people have epilepsy. It's not a uncommon thing by any means. Mark Andrews has type one diabetes, and he is. You couldn't even tell. I wouldn't even be able to tell that he has anything like that going on with him when he's playing. So I'm sure this is more the same than that. All right, let's get to number five with the rumor mill heating up because of the draft coming next week. Three teams have emerged as possible trade-down targets. Detroit, the New York football giants, and Carolina. Which team makes the most sense to trade down? Joe, he can go ahead. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Josh. The floor is <laughs> no, yours again. No, 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 no. Joe, go ahead. I would, I would say Washington. or uh, Sorry, the Giants, honestly. Um, I feel like they are uh, really loading up for uh, Daniel Jones there. And they're trying to make a run for it. Gettleman has to save his job, and Daniel Jones is staked to that. So with the uh, the depth of defense in this draft here, um, I think it makes a ton of sense for them to move out of that spot. I, I have to disagree. I think if anyone's going to move down, and I mean, this could go either way, I think it might be Atlanta. That's the top-tier quarterback spot. And I mean, you don't see a lot of four quarterbacks go in a row, but this is a 
five, what five quarterback heavy draft. So the Patriots and some of these teams are looking for another quarterback. I just could see that being the trade, although they're pretty much tied to Kyle Pitts at the moment. Um, which we'll get into that later. But uh, I, I just, the Giants, um, they, they could use an offensive lineman. They could use a, another wide receiver. I know Gall- they got Galladay, but they could use a big name player and trading down to what basically New England is who we're talking about. Who's New England going to trade up to get, in my opinion. And I don't or know. The Bears. Or my Bears. Or the Bears. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of teams that could trade up for. Hey, a if uh, this Fields thing scares some teams off, I'd take them in Chicago. Well, the the three quarterbacks that aren't Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence that aren't tied down, you know, the Mac Joneses, the Trey Lance, the um, Justin Fields, those three, one or two of those could slip. There's a lot of teams in there that don't need quarterbacks after the after the first few picks. So honestly, the Patriots might stay put, but in my opinion, the Giants they do not need to trade down. They're trying to win now. They can't. They just bought Galladay. I get it. They got a couple of years, but at the same time, they need to win now. They've looked bad over the last few years, and honestly, they're. I don't know if they're regretting their Daniel Jones decision at the moment, but they need to show that Daniel Jones can do something. Whether it's getting Waddle or Devonte or an offensive lineman to basically protect him. Hey, I'll say what we're all thinking. Giants are putting lipstick on a pig. They don't want to be wrong. <laughs> about Daniel Jones picks. So they're going to try to beef up that offense to make him look good. And they, I mean, they've done it. Galladay's good. Shepard's good. Ingram, we all still hope is good. We don't know. Um, And then Barkley coming back. I mean, I think they're just going to try to force Daniel Jones, kind of the Trubisky problem. They're just going to try to force him to be good. And then see what happens. The red red zone reindeer too. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That'll be fun. My pick for trade down would be Carolina. Obviously, they traded for uh, Sam Darnold. So the biggest need on the team, I think they could address a little bit later in the draft if they drop down because they need O-line and O-line can be had in this draft because as the Bengals fans wanted me to know, there is plenty of O-linemen in this draft. Um, so I think they could possibly trade down and somebody could go up. I think they're at eight. I think that would be an easy trade up for somebody that wanted to grab possibly whoever slips past the teams from the first seven. I, I hate to say it, but I, I just Carolina cannot go through this draft without drafting a quarterback. No offense to Sam Darnold. He could, I'm looking forward to him getting another shot. The jets have been a train wreck for years to come or years in the past and probably years to come. Uh, but I think they have to draft a quarterback, whether it's, you know, fields, or maybe they could get them later too. I mean, there are some, some second round quarterbacks and whatnot, but I just feel like they have might as well. You have the pick there. I just feel like Carolina's tied to quarterback, even though most of mock drafts I'm seeing, which everybody's just guessing, but you think at eight, they would draft a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, one of fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance will be there. I imagine. I just feel like when they make that trade, they're planning on not taking quarterback at eight. Oh, when you trade out of top ten, you are not taking quarterback, aka the Eagles. Do you think there's any fire for Detroit at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I trade back, gonna, load up on picks, they, get some young talent I, in there. I, I could see it going either way. They could grab Devonte or Waddle or shoot if Chase is there. If Chase is there, they oh, take yeah. it easy. That's a no doubt. I think yeah. it would be these are these are all draft day trades though. I don't see anything else like what Miami did beforehand. Speaking of draft day trades, I don't have this written on here, but like possibly Orlando Brown from the Ravens was supposed to be traded this offseason. That never happened. And then the Eagles 
with Zach Ertz was supposed to be traded this offseason, and that never happened. Do you think either one of those guys could possibly be a draft day trade for either one of those teams? Absolutely. I mean, anyone, anyone can be traded, but I don't. What I was seeing was, or they weren't getting enough for Ertz. Um, I don't know much, much about Bloom, but Ertz was not, nobody wants to buy Ertz right now after his last season, um, which is honestly crazy to me because tight end is such a hard position to come by. I think everyone wants a cheap tight end though. And they want the new, you know, Darren Waller. Like they don't want to pay for it, which honestly, I now I've waited long enough. Kyle Pitts at four is risky to me. I, I, I don't mean to jump in and steal your thunder. We, we can get back to that, but I just buying a tight end that early. It always seems to fail. And I'm not, this is nothing against Pitts' talent. It's just, there's so many like chase will be there most likely before he gets drafted. And it's just so tough to me to be like, how are you going to pass on Chase or a quarterback if you're Atlanta? Matt Ryan, obviously still a good quarterback and valid. But if you're Atlanta, how much? How many more times are you going to be in the top four? Yeah. True. No, yeah, it's no. true. Next season. Yeah. All right, so sure. We can get back to the actual answer. But yes, either one of those people could be traded, but it's going to be someone who sees someone slip down the board and goes, oh, shoot, I got it. I was him. more just meaning what, who on draft day do you think could make a big move like that? Chicago. Chicago does need a tight end. Yeah. Although Komet might be I don't good. think, no, I was saying like Anthony Miller. There was a, I read something the other day. It had uh, Orlando Brown and their one for ours and uh, Anthony Miller. And I think that would be a pretty solid move. Get us our left tackle and, uh, move back with them, um, ship Anthony Miller off. Lamar Jackson really needs a wide receiver. He's shifty, needs a change of scenery. I think it could be pretty awesome. I'm going to circle back here and say that I said Orlando Bloom. And that's <laughs> you did. I didn't know uh, he it, was on an offensive lineman, but no, that's my bad. I, <laughs> no, I haven't seen Orlando Bloom in a while, at least not on the big screen. So No, yeah. give, give him some time. He'll, he'll pop back. I think, I think they'll make a Pirates 7 or something coming on. There soon. better be a Pirates 7. <laughs> I'll be very pissed if there's not. All right. I'm going to play a quick commercial real quick. What? You don't like Kyle Pitts? Go ahead. You don't like Kyle Pitts? I like like Kyle Pitts. I think that he could go at number four. It makes a lot of sense Um, for Atlanta because, I mean, they need – they want another pass catcher, and if they want to try to make one last run at the division, this would be the last, like, final breath of them. Um, And if Kyle Pitts is the missing – Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I think Tampa Bay could be had. Tampa Bay had extraordinarily good luck with no injuries last year, no main injuries. So I think that you know they they have they could be had this year. It's possible because the Saints are going to be bad. Carolina is going to be middle of the pack, I would assume, but probably not amazing with Sam Darnold in the first year. But then Atlanta is right there. Like I think they could probably maybe try to pounce. On Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay has any sort of bad luck throughout the season, I think Atlanta could make a shot. Sadly, I mean, Hurst has not proved anything. No, not at all. At all. You know. Sadly, I Julio. think I think Pitts. Go on, Jeff, sorry. I, I, no, no, you're fine. I, I, I've been talking too much anyway, but that's you guys invited me to this, so that you <laughs> asked for my opinions. I just, I, I'm not. This has nothing to do against Kyle Pitts. It's just drafting a tight end that early. The TJ Hawkinson, the OJ Howard. Don't get me wrong. Both great, talented people. Hawkinson had a little bit of a better year. OJ Howard has had just such a weird career. Uh, I just Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. I mean, <laughs> those those highly drafted tight ends. Like, look at the Ertzes, the Kelseys, the. 
the big name tight ends. Well, I guess Ertz isn't really. I, that's that's my Eagles fan sh- fandom showing there. Uh, I mean, these these big name tight ends. Waller came off the practice squad. It was I don't even know when he was drafted, fifth round or something like that. Um, it's just it's just it's it's dangerous to me. I could see Kyle Pitts slipping and sadly enough going to Dallas because Denver's not going to grab him. Carolina they're going could. they're going secondary. Dallas is for sure going secondary. They're not taking certain. Kyle, no, you can put gonna, that. It would. It, I and I agree. I agree. They will. If but if Pitts is there or if Chase is there, which is, he's not going to be. If either one of those, well, maybe not Chase. They don't really need another wide receiver. But it's just like last year with Lamb. I don't. They had no intention of setting out to get Lamb, but Lamb just fell to them. They and did they, that just to spite the Eagles. And I, oh, they I absolutely was happy. Did. I had a smile on my face for the Eagles fans. That I you know. we can't draft wide receivers. So honestly, I hope we draft a cornerback as well but or or micah parsons <laughs> for sure I, I, they commercial view, rolling. one more but one more they yeah, they view pits as a they view pits as a wide receiver so in that case i think that you can make him a wide receiver and yeah. it would be fine like that if they view him as a if a team views him as a wide receiver it would be fine like that it's fine drafting him that high if that's how they view him. like maybe he's not the greatest blocker even though he's Graded out pretty decent at blocking too, but if they view him as a wide receiver, why not take him at four? I mean, seriously, he's better than Chase. I would say, assume it's debatable. I think Chase is the best pass catcher in the in the draft, personally. Um, and honestly, it went to show without Joe Burrow last year. Then he still didn't look terrible. So um, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, I love. I, I think Kyle Pitts will have a good career. I just I'd be I'd be worried if I, my team was drafting him at four. And I'm honestly. Not happy that we traded out, but now I know that that won't happen. I was hoping for Chase, which it looks like they're going to draft in our position. So, cool. <laughs> okay, well, we are going to come back here in just one second and talk about some the top 50 players just to kind of get a basis of where we're at in our rankings right after this commercial. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, interrupting the show quickly to tell you guys about a new sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't checked out Monkey Knife Fight yet, you're definitely going to do that. Let me tell you what they have to offer, all right? Monkey Knife Fight is daily fantasy sports gaming website for casual sports fans that is simple and easy to use and easy to play. The users determine which superstars competing for the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than the contest provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to salary cap-based DFS games, but without all the algorithms, the lineups, and most importantly, the Sharks. You guys got to go try this at IDP Army, okay? Monkey Knife Fight is like our brand, like the IDP Army brand. It's disruptive. It's forward thinking. And they are definitely where we play daily fantasy sports. You guys should too. Get started today with a 100% instant match bonus up to $50. If you use the promo code IDP Army, that's only for the first time or new depositors only. But hopefully you guys are getting in there winning some money, having a good time, and make sure whenever you guys get in there, and if you do win a little bit of money, you know, which is what we want you to do, take those winnings, go sign up with the Patreon, Patreon patreon.com. That'll get you into the IDP Army Patreon, where you can check out the Ultimate IDP Index, the Discord channel, and all that other good stuff. So, IDP Army, you know what to do. Back to the show.
All right, welcome back. We are going to have a little rankings talk, as everyone loves to do this time of year. Um, I think how we're going to do this is we're just going to say, I think we're going to do PPR one quarterback. I know a lot of people in Superflex leagues, and we'll probably touch on Superflex leagues down the line, of course, but just for the first rankings, just as a basis ground level thing for us. Um, I think we'll just kind of say who we like from a PPR standpoint and who we would draft, you know, as far as like uh, in the first round, second round, that kind of thing. Um, so how are you fellas feeling about that idea? I like it. <clears throat> Sounds good. So where, where are these rankings that you pulled from exactly? Of course, you would call me out on the thing. No, no, no. I, there's lots of <laughs> rankings out there. I just, you know, I, I was just double checking. I, I have seen very, they're very similar to what, what I've got. I'm on. pretty sure it's from fantasypros.com. Okay. You know, 99% positive that that's where this is coming from. And it's just current ADP, not going to where, you know, not necessarily where it's going to be at the beginning of the season, but just where it is right now, according to the few mock drafts that are happening as we speak. Gotcha. Um, um, let's start off with the top five. Cause I feel like that's the most uh, talked about uh, number f- top five. So right now it's got number one, Christian McCaffrey two Dalvin cook, three Derek Henry four Saquon Barkley and five Alvin Kamara. Um, now, is there anyone in that that should, shouldn't be in there or is there anyone in that isn't in there that should be in there? I believe that Alvin Kamara should not be in there. And it all goes to, I don't think New Orleans is going to be very good next year. I, and I don't think that Alvin Kamara is going to benefit as much. Maybe he benefits from having Jameis. It has not never helped a Jameis. Hey, who's to say Taysom Hill's not the quarterback? <laughs> Fair enough. If, even, if it's Taysom Hill, it's much, much worse than that. I don't even know if he should be in the top 20. <laughs> <laughs> running backs if it's Taysom Hill like let's please hope that's not the case but if it's Jameis if it's Jameis throwing him the ball it, it's possible Sean Payton could make that work but I, I think him being in the top five is really strong right now I'm not sure not sure that's I think that's too strong I mean, Who as a Kamara owner when uh, Taysom was in there last year they really relied on Latavius Murray um I think that if that's the case, he could be a hell of a steal in the late rounds of the draft. Um, but I'm with you, Billy. I, I don't see how they can be as effective with either of those guys at quarterback um, unless they really start changing the game plan around there. But who out of the uh, the next three, out of Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, or Aaron Jones, would take that spot? It's Jonathan Taylor to me, easily. I think, I think, he, I think he could possibly be the third best running back going into the year. Um, I like Barkley a lot. I really do. I've had him. I've had shares of him in the past. I just... I know you have. He, he's going to have to prove it to me. I, it, it, we're at that point. I, and he's very talented. He's very strong. He has won me a championship. He's just... I know he I, has. I need, I need The 50-point game right there. I know. He was incredible. And <laughs> I, I just need for him to prove it to me that he still got it in the tank. I not that any of his injuries are related to each other. I don't want to make that kind of connotation, but like I just think I need him to show me that he is a top 5 back because he's disappointed owners the last 2 years. So the return of the Mac uh does not throw you off Taylor at all. <laughs> he does not. Not not yet anyway. I, I guess I don't know. We'll have to 
we'll have to see how they use it because they have a new quarterback too. So I mean, well, he'll I, throw a uh, hundred mile an hour uh, screen passes right over his head. That's what will yeah, happen. Yeah, hopefully Jonathan Taylor's got some good hands on him. Um, what yes. do you all think? Who, who in the top five do you think the top five is good? Josh, what do you think? So I like Kamara. I agree that he should not be in the top five, though. They, they don't have Breeze anymore, and that's just the way things are now. But in my opinion, I don't think it was any of the three that you said. Jonathan Taylor's great, but they still have Hines. They still have Wilkins. They're bringing back Mac. They used all of them. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor had a great year, and yeah, his usage will go up. I think he's a solid Kamara and, and Taylor should be six and seven in my opinion, but number five. And as much as this hurts me to say Ezekiel Elliott, he's been overshadowed um, ever since, you know, last year he had such a terrible year and Joe, you know, you had him. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we almost tried to kill out of him though, man. No, that was a great trade. Uh, but Always anyway, trade. Once again, nobody cares about our leagues, uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I just Zeke, there's no way that he doesn't come back from that. And he knows what happened. He saw it. Dak going out, hurt everyone. There's no way that he doesn't try his hardest to be back in that top five. I know he doesn't personally care about fantasy football, but he wants to be the best running back. So the other four are great, whatever order you want to put them in. I don't think Cook should be number two either. That's a Derrick Henry, Saquon, Zeke right there. Cook should be three or four, in my opinion. I, I That number two for Dalvin Cook stood out to me more than Kamara being out of the top five, even though he should be. I love Kamara, and he'll probably be fine. But without Breeze, it's going to it's gonna take a little hit to him. I'd be fine with any of those six running backs, including or seven, I guess, even including Jonathan Taylor. I want to throw Joe, Devontae Adams in that top five. That's fair. I mean, he's going to have a big year. Uh, I Devon- mean, we're talking PPR. I mean, that guy's just a magnet for balls from Aaron Rodgers. Um, as long as they don't run Aaron Rodgers out of town, I could see Devontae Adams, you know, Kamara, Saquon. I could see him up there with Henry Cook and uh, McCaffrey easily um, at the end of the year. Just based on – I know the running backs are more valuable, but, I mean, at this point, starting off with Devontae Adams would make me really happy. Well, even at if you if you went five, like say Devont, you put Devontae Adams at five. Say you drafted him at five, you could still grab a running back at fifteen. Whenever you come back around, I mean, you fifteen, sixteen, whatever. Uh, I mean, Gibson, you know my love for him, Joe. Yeah. As once again, not our league, not our problem. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, Gibson, Robinson, Jacobs, Acres, Eckler. I mean, there's so many running backs in this league now. You're going to get a running back. It's just you're choosing. Would you rather have the best wide receiver? or one of the best running backs, which that's a fight I fight for every draft that I'm in. Yeah, I agree. There's 16 running backs on these rankings in the top 30. Um, So if you're not taking him in the first round, you got to grab a running back in the second round and probably the third and probably the fourth. Okay, just to make sure everybody knows, um, the listeners out there know that 6 through 10 is Jonathan Taylor, 7, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, and Devontae Adams. I think we've said... Devontae Adams may be too low. Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, is too low. But what about Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones and Tyree Kill? Do you think they're in the right place or maybe downgraded a little bit? I like Chubb. I mean, I I, I would move him up, honestly. Um, probably over Jonathan Taylor, just based off of what he's done in the past. Not scared of Hunt at all? No. I, I am. No. I'd be scared of Hunt. Not in any bad way. It's just 
it's been clear that it's not a timeshare, but it's a, both of them are going to get a lot of work. So you're, you're risking who's going to be the big guy. Cause there was games where hunt would have, you know, 15 carries and 150 yards and Chubb had only 80. So I'm talking Mr. 60 yard touchdown, man. Oh, get bonus no, no, no. Points they're, for the they're, they're both phenomenal. <laughs> and I think that they're both like, I think Chubb should be in the top 10. I just think a little bit lower. I'm not going to kick him down to the, the 20th pick or anything, but I would say right at that Jonathan Taylor mark, uh, which once again, we're swapping Kamara with Zeke, in my opinion. Um, I would say right after that, wide receivers, the Hill and then the air and the Devonte Adams, bring them up a bit, then put the Chubbs and Aaron Joneses and so on and so forth. Okay. So 11 you think Dylan through... eats into Jones. What'd you say? Do you think Dylan eats into Jones a lot or is it the Jamal I, Williams? I just saw Aaron something Jones? earlier about Aaron. I saw a thing that was Chris Carson and Penny are going to be this fantastic duo, which they could be, or they couldn't Batman and, so, and Robin. And some Packers fan, hope Penny's had his injury problem. So anyway, some Packers fan quoted Dylan and uh, Aaron Jones are going to be the best combo. And I go, what has Dylan done? He didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get Jamal Williams. He's got big him, legs and he runs in the snow. He, well. he had one. He had one week. Good. I just. I mean, I get that he was the third string running back and he's young. He could be great. I just. I think nobody knows. And he could cut into Jones. I. I've never been high on drafting Aaron Jones. Very high. Uh, I think he's a great running back. I just feel like there's been some weird like disconnect with him in Green Bay. Like they talked about trading him, cutting him, and all kinds of stuff. I just I wouldn't stay away from him by any means. I I would take him at eight or nine or ten, but I would. How do you feel about Jones? I mean, I've traded for him in the past, so I I still believe in him going into this year. I think he's probably got one one good ride left in them. I think him and Aaron Rodgers are going to both, you know, they're going to ride out to the sunset together. When Aaron Rodgers leaves, Aaron Jones is going to go down. Aaron Jones has to wear his sun is, sun is shades, man. Mm-hmm. Every time, man. Four I years, think, though. Four-year contract. We can, all, we can all agree that he is a top 10 running back. I just think he's at the lower portion of that. And you're not going to draft him over Jonathan Taylor or Barkley. Or, and obviously the top four are pretty much set in stone. Okay, well, 11 through 15 is Ezekiel Elliott at 11, Cam Akers at 12, 13 is DK Metcalf, 14 Stefan Diggs, and 15, our first tight end, Travis Kelsey. Um, if I could just start out, I thought I was going to get Cam Akers a little bit later than this, but this scares me to look at because he's already in the top 12, so 12-team leagues, he would be going in the first round, which is not where I thought I was going to get him this year, but um, what do you all think about those five? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start. I don't like the majority of that 11 through 15. Like I've already said, Zeke is way higher than 11. I get that he had a bad year, and people are gonna if people actually don't draft him until 11, that is a steal. Imagine a Devonte Adams Zeke combo to start the league. But anyway, Cam Akers way too That'd high, as you pretty much said. I think Cam Akers can be a great running back. You, he's just unproven. The Rams have a weird thing of having five running back. They'll probably draft another one this year. Uh, DK Metcalf's in a pretty decent spot. Diggs, on the other hand, as you guys know, and once again, I know people aren't here to hear about ours, but we have a week 16 uh, championship in our, our, one of our leagues. And I got my, I got railed by Diggs, and that man deserves to be higher than 14. Put him behind Devontae and Hill right I there. I uh, I just, and then Kelsey, yeah, it's a tight end. He's going to go that early. So that, that's my biggest concerns is Acres and Diggs and Zeke. 
DK's Here's my the question right for you guys. Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson, what separates them? Uh, work, uh, not not workload, but um, the amount of people on each team. There's not much competing behind. Was it Lamar Miller is now in Washington? That's not that's not a competition. No. Acres, obviously that the is, is Malcolm Brown. They, they didn't move any running backs, right? The Rams. There's still Malcolm Brown. Ma- Akers. Malcolm Brown's in Miami, I believe. Oh, okay, no. my apologies. I I <laughs> didn't do my research. Apparently, they'll draft another running back. They'll pick up another one. I'd be scared. I don't get me wrong. I think Acres is going to be great. Top twenty. Top 15 running back easily. 12th pick of the draft, though. I'm going wide receiver there. Obviously, the second round for anyone who drafted a running back first round is going to go probably go wide receiver. I just, that's a risky pick, in my opinion. I, think I really thought I was going to get Acres low, lower than that. I really thought Acres was going to go maybe in the 30s. I, I, it's hard to I see feel like, up that. I feel like Gibson or Dobbins is going to be your, uh, your Acres, Billy. Just wait and sweep one of those up. You'll probably get the same production, honestly. I mean, McKissick's good, but Antonio Gibson has proven that. I mean, he looks like a beast out there. I don't see how he doesn't take 75% of the snaps, uh, passing snaps away eventually. I mean, McKissick can spell him. I just, I don't see the difference with Akers. And then you throw in J.K. Dobbins there, you know, with Mark Ingram down in Houston. I mean, Gus Edwards showed he can handle it, but J.K. looks slippery, man. I mean, that was, if we're talking PPR, I could see 60, 70 catches for the guy. Well, here's what I'm curious about with Akers. Are they overvaluing the Matt Stafford signing in L.A.? Are they making that offense seem like it's going to be incredible, like a top five offense? And maybe that's what they're assuming with Akers is going to take that leap with him. But I, I don't I don't know. I don't see that happening. Well, obviously, the Rams don't have a first round pick in a long time, but most running backs go in the <laughs> second round. I don't even know if they have a second round pick at this. I don't even know how many picks they have. Probably one in the whole draft. They're gonna I, somehow they're gonna get a running back again. They just they do that. Uh, and while we're at it, uh, let's talk about J.K. Dobbins. Baltimore is in prime real estate for grabbing Najee Harris or Etienne. I just see it happening. They always have a their same team have a lot of running backs, although they have so many other holes to fill. Uh, I just it it's hard to say these rankings are absolute until that draft happens, which we obviously know still come is still forthcoming. But I just. J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion, is not a third-round draft pick. If he is, he's a late third-round draft pick. And Akers, late second, early third. I'd say probably early third on that. Right with the Gibson and Miles Sanders, which, you know, my love for him. Speaking of Miles Sanders, um, when Hurts took over, he looked pretty good after that without Carson Wentz throwing 100-mile-an-hour fastballs six feet over his head. Um, I think Hurts opened up a lot of stuff for him. Um, I see him being quite a steal this year. Uh, with where he's going. Everyone seems to be pretty down. I think if you're in Dynasty, good trade candidate for him. You could probably get him for uh, fairly cheap. Oh, yeah? Um, How much, Joe? Hey, you ain't getting him from me, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I think Miles Sanders, especially being at that 20 mark, that's a really good spot for him. Uh, that's, that's, that's a discount, in my opinion. So, say you grab Christian one overall, and then you come back and you got – uh, you got yourself a Miles Sanders. You go tight end, go wide receiver. Hopkins is slipping around that spot. Justin Jefferson looked great last year. You could slip down even a little lower, grab a McLaurin, or you know, obviously these search change. You could grab a discounted Michael Thomas way early, but you know, you never like know. That. Can we just stop with Mixon, man? Oh, I've been telling you guys this for years. <laughs> you, hey Joe, you were on never the Mixon sell. train. Oh, I know. I, a Joe respects a Joe, you know. 
I diamond just, hands, like, fellas. Diamond hands over he, here. If he was gonna do it, it would have been the last two years, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm Joe Burrow got it, injured. I just with a terrible O line and a bad quarterback. Like, what what did you expect from him in that situation? I'm, ta- I'm talking about when Burrow was there. Burrow and him, what they should have been scared of Burrow, or they should have been scared of him. They weren't scared that of that O line. Got Burrow snapped like a folding chair. So oh, I, I get it. I saw the Eagles play last year. I know exactly what a bad O line looks like. But oh, by the way, just for reference here, Joe Mixon's marked at 25, right under Dobbins and right over Eckler, and. Eckler should I'd be take higher. Eckler 100 percent over. Absolutely. Unless He's, they draft it back, which I think they might be doing. Mm, I don't know, man. The Justin Jackson Kelly train. I think they're. I think they're set with three. Yeah. I, All right. I let's get. Let's get into the next five real quick. So the 16s: Calvin Ridley. 17: AJ Brown. 18: First quarterback with Mahomes. 19 is DeAndre Hopkins, and then 20 is your all's favorite, Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders. I love um, him. What do you all think of Mahomes out of there? No, no. Okay, time out. We're talking about actual people's drafts, though. I'm not I, I, as a Mahomes keeper and having him bring me to the championship three years in a row. I have to say that he's going to go before that. There's someone. Someone's going to draft him in the top ten. Someone's going to draft him at six overall. It's going to happen. I think that's a valid spot to where Mahomes should go. Eighteen. I think that's fair. Yeah, middle of the second round. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, he won't. Nobody. Nobody will get him in the middle of the second round. If you do, take him. That's when you let's, take him. Let's talk about those wide receivers there. AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Hopkins. <clears throat> That's a pretty solid grouping right I like, there. I like Who's it. your one out of there? Um, personally, mine would be AJ Brown. I, I trust AJ Brown now. I might have traded him last year, and that's okay. I trust him now. I think there, you know, this is a hot take. Believe me, it's, it's scorching. I think he could be wide receiver one or two this year. If things okay. break right yeah. for him. All right. Well, and how do you, how do you, how, time, I don't mean to interrupt it. I'm sorry, but no, one or two over Hill and uh, Adams. Correct. He could. He's and or Adams. Yep. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. But I, are you worried I, I about Corey? Uh, are you worried about Corey Davis being gone? Like, and him being overshadowed? Cause we've seen this with a lot I of think that I think that helps him. Josh Reynolds, baby. I think that helps him that he's gone. I think they're going to draft a wide receiver. It's probably going to be somewhere at the end of the first round that they're going to draft, I don't know, Bateman, somebody like that. And I think he'll get a lot of run this year and they're going to use Derrick Henry and throw a lot to AJ Brown. That's fair. I think it's Ridley, man. I think Matt Ryan, hears all the chatter. He's going to, he's going to put his cowboy hat on there and go slinging. He's a bad man. I just think, uh, you know, with Julio drawing the majority of the attention, especially if they get a guy like Pitts up the middle right there, I think Ridley could just feast all year. I think it could be – I'm not saying number one or two, but I could say definitely top five wide receivers. As a Ridley hater in the past, I have yes, to – Yes, you are. I have to admit that the man is good. And, I, you know, it's always hard to say because especially Atlanta, they had so many – they had some new – uh man, I'm blanking on other people, but they've had so many number two receivers like, yes. to Julio. Roddy uh, White. Roddy White. That was the start of it. I just feel like Julio has been there so long. And I I think Julio's a little undervalued in this draft. I think he's I had some too. injury prone. He's at 33, by the way. Uh, I just I feel like he has been injury prone. I think Julio and uh, obviously Ridley's got a little bit more legs to him now at this point, but Julio's gonna catch some touchdowns. And and that's what you want. Everybody wants a touchdown. 
So, but yeah, I would say Ridley of the three. I think AJ Brown's phenomenal. And honestly, I can't really complain about Hopkins being at 19. I think that's about where he should be. He could potentially have a lot bigger of a role. So I feel like that could be a steal as well. I think he'll move up by the time drafts start. Just people get excited about him and Kyler being together. And so they'll name value. Him up. Exactly. Well, okay. Let me just, I'm going to read off the next 10 just because, you know, to move it along a little bit. So 21's George Kittle, 22 Antonio Gibson, 23's Justin Jefferson, 24 J.K. Dobbins, 25 Joe Mixon, 26 Austin Eckler, 27 Allen Robinson, 28 Keenan Allen, 29 Mike Evans, and 30 is James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh, what do you got for the next t- that, those 10? I'm honestly not upset about a lot of it. I, I mean, I already mentioned the Dobbins Mixon thing. I just. they're in the right spot. They're not, it's not too high. It's not too, I mean, it could be a little too high, but it's not too low or anything. They're right there. Eckler is great. Evans might be a little too high. That's I think name value there. Um, I don't know if they're going to sign Antonio, but Godwin's there. I don't know why Evans is above Godwin at this point. I think Godwin's the better receiver. He's the Ridley to Julio this year. In my Brady likes just throwing it to him in the end zone. That's I I get it. I get it. (laughs) I get it. I just feel like in, in I think last year Evans and Godwin are right next to each other, and I don't know why Godwin took a sudden dip down to 34. I just I I think all those are I think this is one of those first five rounds. Everyone's going to have a good team, which is going to be really interesting unless someone takes stupid people or injuries happen, obviously. Uh, but yeah, there's Jefferson just, needs to be over Deandre Hopkins. That's fair. I, I, I feel like it's hard to say one, one year though. You know, <clears throat> I, I feel like I agree with you, Josh, but I mean, that's a bad man too. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, that boy can play. He, he's right. sitting up there. Um, you know, you got uh, Justin Jefferson there. I think Dobbins could be a tier up. And, uh, you know, I, we already said Miles Sanders and Antonio Gibson. I see tier three and tier four on, on this list here being being switched, honestly, on a couple of these players. Um, my biggest issue on this one is Allen Robinson. <laughs> it He is a great wide receiver. Andy Dalton's terrible. He made C.D. Lamb and Gallup and Amari Cooper look like they could barely play football last year. And hey, that scares the heck out of me for Allen Robinson's value. He's better than Trubisky, man. Time out. If you're going to personally stab at the Eagles with the Justin <clears throat> Jefferson comments, I think that this is a very valid point. Allen Robinson doesn't even want to play in Chicago, and I don't think that the signing of Andy Dalton makes him want to play anymore in Chicago. <laughs> so he Definitely did sign not. his tender, but they might still be trading him. So that'll actually be an interesting story to watch. But I don't know. I, I'm actually an Allen Robinson lover. That man is way better than he is. He's been underrated for years and years. And he he's been so unlucky with his teams, man. He so has unlucky. Jacksonville and then the terrible, terrible Chicago of the yeah. last. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Okay, and the last question I have about this tier, at least for me, is James Robinson. Do you think that Urban Meyer and the new GM, I'm not blanking on his name right now, might invest in a running back maybe in the second round? Um, what do you all think? They they got a great chance to grab Etienne or uh, – I'm sorry, I don't know his pr- proper pronunciation uh, – or Najee Harris if they are not drafted. But everything's pointing towards one or most – or one or both of them being drafted. And there are other good rookie running backs out there, but those two are the standouts. And if either one of them are there at that 33, 33rd pick, Jacksonville's going to take one of them for sure. 
I think what James Robinson showed last year was was pretty awesome. I mean, he would he did everything. I think if you He's draft a rookie too. back, he definitely does not jump right away. Um, James Robinson and and Robinson has a chance to play his uh, starting position there. Um, you know, the Carlos Hyde signing definitely takes away from that a little bit. If they draft a rookie, then for sure. But I think it's his job to lose right now. I really do. Um, out of that. Plus he's cheap. He's cheap. His contract is an undrafted free agents contract. So they're going to have a little bit of wiggle room to just keep him in that spot and dra- you know, draft somebody else in that position. So that they can pay a little bit more. I think he's so. about in the right spot. I have and in other uh, mock rankings. I've seen him a lot higher. And I also have speaking of, I've seen miles Sanders a lot lower. So if he's any lower than the 20th pick, I personally, and this is just me being biased to say draft him, but James Robinson at 30, I think that's a very valid spot for him. And obviously we'll see what the draft brings, but I, I mean, with all the rookie running backs that were drafted last year, it, it, it's, it's dependent on that. I mean, really, but I, I think James the, Robinson, of the third round. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, almost fourth round. Yeah. I'd grab him there. Okay. Um, let me just, I'll just read down the next 10 names on this list. 31, Terry McLaurin, 32, Mark Andrews, 33, Julio Jones, 34, Chris Godwin, 35, Michael Thomas, 36, DeAndre Swift, 37, Darren Waller, 38, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, 39, DJ Moore, and 40s, Josh Jacobs. Um, does anybody in that list seem like they shouldn't be in the third or fourth round or is we just not draft any of those guys? <laughs> Hey, I mean, I like it, Thomas a lot. If that's your fourth you round play. choices, though, because think about the fourth round. Fourth round gets dicey. That is a great list of obviously some big names and, you know, just decent players. I mean, Swift, Godwin, for one we've already talked about, should be higher. Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Waller, getting getting a top three, four tight end in the fourth round is phenomenal. And he probably will go higher because this – uh, quarterbacks and tight end positions seem to like start getting bought a little quickly, but honestly, I I'm fine with it. I think that honestly up until the fifth or sixth round, you're still getting stars and there's still those breakaway candidates. And you, you know, it used to be like you're picking out of a, a bucket and just hoping for the best. But at this point, I just feel like there's so many skill players now that it's going to make, there's it's going to make for a really competitive year. I agree. Those running backs scare me right there though. I mean, what's going to happen with any of those guys? <laughs> you got Clyde, you got Swift, you got uh who else is on there? Josh Jacobs. I mean that's Yep. Well Josh Jacobs went in the toilet as soon as Kenyon Drake signed there. I don't I don't see Josh Jacobs as you know being that high anymore. Not for me personally. He's got the talent to be that high. Just I would not it's too a little risky for me, a little rich. So for, if we're just talking about just those three running backs, which I feel like we focus a lot on wide receivers, but these are some great steel late round running backs. In my opinion, you got Edwards Hilaire, who in my opinion has little to no competition and he's on the Kansas city chiefs, which is one of the best teams and they seem to win and be up by a lot. Deandre Swift has Jamal Williams fighting for some uh, carries, which that might be a little tough. Jamal Williams has one of them, one of those guys that like nobody thinks about, and he actually ends up doing great. Like last year, everyone thought Dylan was going to take over for him, and that did not happen. But Jacobs would be a little scary, but that's still a great spot to get him. Fifth round, late fourth. Uh, but yeah, the Drake the Drake trade and the no, no O-line, that's tough for me. I mean, he's going to probably still get eight, nine 
touchdowns. The yardage is to be seen. Who knows what that usage is going to be? You're taking a shot in the dark with Jacobs or Drake with whenever they trade away their entire offensive line. Yeah, I think the only um, one out of those I'd yeah. be comfortable drafting is Clyde. Clyde for sure. I think I think Edwards Hilaire is definitely the number one out of that, but I think Swift could have a big year. I mean, I think Detroit's been rough in the past. I get it. I saw your face, Billy. But yeah, no. Uh it's it's been rough, but he had a pretty great year, all things considered, with that team. And with just Jamal Williams, I mean, yeah, carry on Johnson's still there, but I have a feeling that he's gonna get dealt at some point. But I think a, a, a split backfield is scary, but in the late fourth round, that's a great that's a great time to get someone like that. He's Plus, smack dab Jared, in the middle of Michael Thomas and Darren Waller. Yeah, I'd which probably who do you either take one over? of those? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Billy, go ahead, man. Sorry to no, butt in there. I, no, you're good. I just like I feel bad for Edward Zolaire because he did not have the ideal rookie season, and I think man, him sliding all the way to 38, he was a first round pick last year for some people. In redraft leagues, and of course, Dynasty was number one for most people, and he just did not get the fair end of the the deal there. At least, I mean, he did not look explosive. He, his goal line uh, carries were a little disastrous at times too. But I think him sliding all the way down there. I mean, you're going to get him on a discount. And I think DeAndre. A- I was going to say DeAndre Swift is going to benefit from Jared Goff being there. That that's the only reason I can think that he would exceed those expectations i think um, edward solaire is a steal there that is a steal in my opinion i think i would i would draft him above some of the people above him not not too many people but a few of them i honestly i would i in my opinion i rank him above dobbins and that's just my opinion i think the the mobile quarterback takes away a lot from dobbins dobbins had had a great year last year and has less competition now but I'd still be scared. Baltimore's offense and drafting anyone on Baltimore's offense that's not named Lamar Jackson is a really tough draft pick for me. So honestly, Edwards Hilaire being on KC, they're going to be up. Yeah, he had a kind of rough rookie season, but in that position, I would take him all day over anyone below him. Yeah, 38's in the fourth round. So, I mean, if you're going to get him in the fourth round, please, please give them to me. Okay, well, let's touch on the last 10 on this list. Um, Kenny Galladay's 41. 42 is Josh Allen. 43 is Adam Thielen. 44, Robert Woods. 45, Amari Cooper. 46, Chris Carson. 47, David Montgomery. 48, C.D. Lamb. 49, OBJ. And 50 is T. Higgins, Joe's boy. Joe, yeah. what do you think? Um, it's. I think there's a lot of value in here. Um. I really I like David Montgomery right there on that stretch. Really that David Montgomery and CD Lamb and Higgins right there. I think that's uh those are new stars in the game. They're gonna keep growing. Um with Montgomery, I know Tree Cohen's back. I know uh Damian Williams just signed, but what he showed last year, I mean, he's not afraid of contact at all. And uh to have a running back like that, um really the one get right there. I mean, he's he, he catches the ball a lot too. I saw some, so I am a Bears fan. I'll preface that, but uh, I see a big year for David Montgomery. Um, you know, as you guys know, in my trade that I did earlier in our league, uh, I traded Hopkins for CD Lamb. I think Lamb's going to have a huge year. I think a year with Dak, they were starting to really click last year, is going to be awesome. And then Higgins, I mean, he catches everything within a 30 foot radius of himself. Um, so you get Burrow back there slinging it, and, and good things are going to happen. 
What about you guys? Billy, go ahead. I feel like I've been jumping in too much. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I think everybody forgot that Dak Prescott was good at throwing a football. I mean, both of those guys being this low seems, you know, it's, both of those guys being this low makes me feel like people are underestimating him coming back and being similar, even half of what he was should put should put these guys much higher than in the 40s. But, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. I'd take them both over DJ Moore and Galladay. I mean, I still like Thielen. I think he's got some in the tank. I'd draft him over Woods, too. Um, I think my biggest thing is is we're looking at all these 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 10 people, Jacobs, Galladay, Josh Allen, Thielen, Woods, Cooper, Carson, Montgomery, Lamb, Beckham Jr. Yeah, he probably deserves to be there. T. Higgins. All these people, other than the rookie wide receivers, were all in the top 30 last year. So it's you're getting a lot of discount in the what fifth round, almost sixth round. Um, And so I honestly, the the biggest thing to me is I, and I've seen this in all the rankings I've seen is the quarterbacks. And I know that usually quarterbacks get drafted higher than their actual ADP anyway, or their, their projections, but Josh Allen being the second quarterback at 42, like where's Lamar Jackson? I, I can't even find him on half the lists I see. And I, don't make it past a lot of them because I'm just looking for big names at this point. But Dak's down there, a few down, and Kyler Murray's down a little bit too. But yeah, you're right. People forgot that Dak Prescott can play football, and as a, even as an Eagles fan, I hate to say it, but that man puts up fantasy points. And with that, those wide receivers, and not to mention somehow if they get Kyle Pitts too, or <laughs> offensive line, or I don't know whatever help they get, their defense gets better. I mean, they're going to score points. Like their defense has been trash, and Dak Prescott's good, and they have a lot of. They have one of the scariest teams on paper. It just they last really year, do. last year it just didn't work out. And also, I just want to say this by Carson and Montgomery being in the fifth round, like you're still getting value running backs. Carson with everybody keeps saying penny, penny, this penny, that penny hasn't stayed healthy. And Carson has gotten the lion's share of carries for many years and probably years to come at this point. I'm glad he got to stay with Seattle too. Lamar Jackson's 56 on this list, by the way. Just behind Deontay Johnson. I just can't believe how low these quarterbacks are going. And you know they'll get drafted higher anyway, and maybe that'll change a lot. But, man, you used to see Mahomes at 10 and Lamar Jackson at 11 and then Dak at 18. And Kyler, I guess, probably wasn't that high last year, but after the year before. I just can't believe you're seeing Kyler Murray at, like, 50 and Josh Allen's the second quarterback off the board at 42. Just I really like Thielen right there at 43. I mean, I would call this tier the uh, the league winner tier, kind of right in here. Um, you know, you play your cards right on this one. If you make it through the first three, four rounds solid and you get to this round and you snag someone like Montgomery, Lamb, Thielen, you know, right in that range, I think uh, that's – I'm going to call that the league winner tier. I say that and the last round, the last round as yeah. well. Like you grab yourself a Terry McLaurin or that Swift plays out or Edwards Hilaire plays out or even Waller in the fourth round. I mean, I, I hate seeing those teams that reach for those tight ends way too early. And then they just have no running back or no wide receiver, whichever way they didn't bite because they wanted a top tight tight end, even though there's eight of them now, like there, everybody can almost, almost everybody can get a good tight end. Just stop reaching for tight ends. Right. And we haven't factored the rookies into this list, obviously, because they haven't been drafted yet. So 
a lot of a little bit will be changing um, as those get added to the list. So, um, which will make the, this round even better because you know that Najee Harris and Etienne will be in the top forty-ish. So these people are going to get kicked down even a couple more slots, and then Jamar Chase will be in the top forty. Like, so you're going to get potentially CD Lamb, which is set at forty-eight right now. You might get him at fifty-one or fifty-two which I don't think he'll go that late. But, I mean, just the fact that he's there is great. Like, it just shows how much talent is in the NFL now. 100%. Well, fellas, I think we have just about done all that we can do on this podcast. Do you all have any closing remarks, anything that you want to get off your chest, any hot takes that you want to put out there for the uh, audience? Oh, so this was the proper time to talk about Kyle Pitts. Gotcha. I did that way too early. <laughs> if if you want to get out your Pitts feelings, go ahead, man. No, no I'm good on that. Uh, Joe, go you, know, ahead. I mean, you know, I mean, more I'm going to do my, uh, for those of you drafting Dynasty Leagues right now, I'm going to go with my Dynasty Steel right here. It's uh, Simi Fahoko out of Stanford. Um, the next Mike Evans. I'm calling it right now. You can get him for absolutely nothing at the moment. Jump on it. That guy runs like a gazelle. I love it. I, I think you got a great steal right there. Okay. Probably. I mean, that's my think he would take. be third or fourth round in rookie drafts. Or, I mean, I guess we have to uh, see where he lands, obviously. At this point, late third, early fourth. I think it's, okay. I think he has a play pool esque uh, season. We haven't even touched on IDP yet, which is kind of what this channel is meant for IDP Army. Um, that we're under. So we will have to touch on that in the future, of course. But we just kind of wanted to get a baseline for where we were as far as the offense goes because we know a majority of fantasy football players right now play offensive-only leagues. Of course, we would love everyone to come over to the dark side where the IDP Army lives. And IDP leagues, we've been playing, what, for like six years now, guys? I feel like yeah. that's how long it's been. Um, so hopefully we can get more people to come over to that way of life. Um, my only, I, the only thing I want to get out at the end of this is if you're doing a dynasty draft, please do not trade good players for draft picks. I've made that mistake way too many times and I need to stop doing it. It's like an addiction almost. And I just need for everyone when you're on draft night and you see, let me just throw out a hypothetical because it happened to me, Hakeem Butler on the board in the second round. Don't give up a good player hoping for the best. It's it, it, there's a chance it works out, but there's a good chance that it doesn't work out. So I just wanted to make sure everyone out there when, you know, don't get, don't get too pumped for these rookies. We, we get excited. We can get excited on here when we're talking about them, but when your actual drafts do not do anything too crazy, that's going to hemorrhage your future for somebody that you just hope is good at some point in time. Um, you I need to be the guy trading those picks. To get exactly. some solid players, aka Joe. Yeah, exactly. I capitalize on that. That's, um, what, that's what you have to do. So my my final uh, thoughts, I guess, would be, and this is for redraft or for uh, dynasty. Just be a good trader. Like, don't be the team who never trades anyone or never even will even think about. Oh, I have I have Tyree Kill. I'm not trading Tyree Kill. He's too good. I love him. I'm a Kansas City fan. I'm an Eagles fan, and I'll trade any Eagles player at any time. Which not last year was they weren't really good, so it was easy to trade. But in general, just be a good trader. Be look look out for 
some good options. If if Joe was asking me about Antonio Gibson, entertain options, which he actually did, so that works out. But entertain options. Numerous talk times. about talk about it. Like and say don't say absolutely not. Don't say he's untradeable. I think Matthew Barry harps on this too. It's just like don't give it a chance. Like maybe they'll blow you away. And honestly, I've had trades trade offers to me not in recent years, but in the past where I'm like that's too good. I need to give you someone else. Like that but I'm okay with this trade, but here take, you know, I don't know, some cornerback especially if you're in a dynasty like i got a good safety for you you can have as well just like be open to trades and don't be the team that never trades and don't be the team who sends terrible trade offers which i think we all know thank there you are people of those yeah, yeah i have uh i've talked to people about trades for weeks before they finally end up processing and you know the initial offer is usually heavily one-sided but just kind of talking about it and throwing it out there you can really work out some good trades and you know what the people are willing to listen so Totally agree and, with what you just said. And yeah, and I think Matthew Berry also harps on this. I've heard him say it about the whole don't send out blind trade offers. Well, sometimes you don't have people's chats or messenger. Messenger, Send out a blind trade. See what they say. Sometimes they'll immediately reject it. Then maybe message them or maybe send them something a little better. Maybe you're like, yeah, that trade sucked. I was just seeing who you wanted for Kenny Galladay. Um, but just put it out there. You never know what people will accept or what people will counter. I just think that... I mean, obviously, especially if you're in a new league that you don't know the people or never gotten to introduce yourself to them, send a trade out there and send them a good trade. Like send them a, I'm trading you Kenny Galladay and you're giving me a Justin Jefferson. And I don't know, obviously that's not in the same ballpark, but give people, give people good trades and just give it an option. Give it a chance. I love switching my team up. We, I think all three of us do. We've been in many uh, trade opportunities and we've all traded each other many times, but you got to give yourself a chance by throwing it out there. I mean, worst comes to worst, they say, heck no. And then you go, oh, sorry. So, uh, Josh, who do you want for Gibson? Miles let's, Sanders. Let's do a trade on the radio, right? You want to do both, it? We've both, we've both. I'll trade you right now. So I'll do Miles Sanders for Gibson. Miles Sanders for Gibson would be a phenomenal trade, but I will not do that on the air because I want to see what's going to happen in the NFL do draft. That right now. No, I told this to people last right year. Now. Got people, one no. week. Give the people what they want, Josh. I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it on the air round. Two. No, we're not going to be on round two. But in general, like I love both the people, and I think it'd be great. But I don't trust my Eagles in drafting, and I could see us drafting over running back randomly because we do it right now. I will hey, say this it. before we send it right now. As we, I speak. will say this before we sign off. We are going to do a live draft stream for the IDP Army next Thursday. It's going to be from 7 to possibly the end of the first round because it kind of depends on how long it's taken, but we will for sure be there to break down every pick from pick 1 to pick hopefully 32, but you know if it's taking 5 hours, it's taking 5 hours. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this in time for that, but hopefully enough to where you can tune in and watch with us. All right, so tune in next week. We will have a great show in store for you. You'll get to see our beautiful faces. And, uh, yeah, you stay classy. Thanks for joining us. And Joe actually did propose the trade. Just wanted to let you guys know. Yeah, I did. Hit accept. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys.